Stand by for action. Every show we drop the needle on the tracks that were part of the mixed tapes and mixtapes of my 80s and 90s. Tunes that followed me on the train in the morning, on the way to my adventures on the weekend, and all the times in between. Please join me as I share a track from the record box. What I remember, a little bit of history, and a hell of a lot of nostalgia. I'm Michael, and please join me as we get lost in 12 inches. And drop. I do seem to do a lot of debut tracks on this podcast. This is the 1992 self-titled debut from Lion Rock, a British big beat group comprising of record producer Justin Robinson, MCB, and producer, engineer, programmer, and synthesist Roger Lyons. Personally, I think... This track's more progressive house than Big Beat, but over time, they become a, become one of Big Beat movement's pioneers. I love the use of hand percussion in the song's intro. It really engages you. Then, with the sample trumpets to give it a real uplifting feel. It's a song that's full of hooks, and on a first listening, it surprises you. The aforementioned trumpets are ever-present but there is an unexpected strings verse that just adds to the depth of sound that this song delivers. Released on Deconstruction Records in late 92, Lion Rock did chart for one week in the UK, reaching 63 in early December. And I'm sure you won't be surprised when I tell you it didn't chart at all in Oz. Now, when I hear this song, for some reason it makes me think of Risk, a little independent clothes shops on Crown Street run by Pat. Fashion back then for me, primarily a pair of baggy jeans, usually two sizes too big, a big t-shirt, a pair of trainers. That was the Raiders uniform. You'd go into the likes of General Pants or Surf Diving Ski to find brands like Stussy, Vision Streetwear, Mossimo, or whatever streetwear brand had surfaced recently. These were the brands that everyone wore, and you could pick them up at the aforementioned chains, and independent surf and skate shops dotted through shopping centres across Sydney. But if you wanted to find something a little different to wear, There were plenty of opportunities. Central Station and Region Records could be a good place for music-related apparel and the occasional bootleg t-shirt, taking some popular brand or record label and producing it for the local market. And t-shirts weren't the only counterfeit item that were available to buy in Sydney in the early 90s. Paddy's Market, in both Haymarket and Redfern, was a great place to get what may or may not have been knockoff trainers. I love my trainers, and the selection of Paddy's was amazing. And some of the stall holders of these markets had styles that were never officially released in Australia. In the craziest colorways. So to supplement my collection of Air Jordan, Air Max, Moab and Filler, I'd occasionally buy a pair of these trainers of dubious origins. 
Now, our jeans were baggy, very baggy. Not flared, but baggy straight legs and denim or corduroy. My p- favourite pair I'd picked up in tarot cash. They were cut like a pair of their suit trousers, loose fitting with pleasure fronts. I love those jeans so much. I bought the same style many times over. And when they stopped making them, I found the remaining pairs in the Tarakash factory shop in Redfern. And that brings me to my favourite place to shop for clothes. Risk. Pat's Little Boutique at 326 Crown Street. It was one of a row of small premises, glass fronted and painted black, racks lining the walls, full of clothes you couldn't get anywhere else in Sydney. Brands like Champion, the Duffer of St. George and Gaultier. If you wanted to find something unique to wear, Risk was where you wanted to go, and Pat was always there to help you. Twice a year he'd close the shop for a couple of weeks and take a buying trip to the UK, picking up the latest styles from us, and announcing his return. And announcing his return And the shop's reopening with a postcard sent to London. When he reopened, the rats were restocked with the latest styles. We had a couple of pieces in our wardroom that came from risk. I remember Wall's Stars and Stripes jeans and Gaultier platform trainers. I'd purchased a number of t-shirts and jackets from Pat over the years. But the one piece I wore the most was the Grey Mile Champion t-shirt. I almost lived in that shirt in 1992. So, what about Line Rock? Would it make it into my monthly playlist if Spotify's algorithm fed it to me in one of its curated playlists? Yeah, it would. It's really fresh today as it was back in 92. Now, for those of you who've been listening to me ruin classic songs over the last year or so, thank you. Um, I know my output's a bit sporadic, but I appreciate you all tuning in. Now that I'm in season three, I thought I might share with you a bit about what's coming up. The Chuck story continues with a banger. I'm going to do a double episode on Metropolis and tell a couple more tales of my times working on the raves. You never know, there might even be some more quiet earth. I also wanted to say thanks to a few people. Chuck. Wall and Tash. These are your stories too. Tim, I'm going to get to you soon. And blah, thanks for putting up with this madness. And finally, to everyone who's listened, thank you. I do hope you enjoy my stories and my insights. And now we are at the end of another nostalgia trip. If you've enjoyed listening to me ramble on, please subscribe to get notified when I release new episodes. I'm on all the socials, so check me out there. Thanks for listening to Lost in 12 Inches. I'm Michael, and as I always say, testicles. Testicles.